Okay, so you're telling me the movie we're recording tonight has Tom Hanks and John Candy? Yes, it is. Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so excited. We're finally doing Splash! Womp, womp. Oh no. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. Or in this case, the 80s movies of our friend's childhood. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Today's uh, New Year's Eve special movie. No, it's not really a special movie at all. We're just doing an episode tonight because we have the night off. Right, because we have the night (laughs) off. We're going to go to bed before midnight. Come on. Oh my gosh, come on. We are old. Uh, Is Volunteers. 1985. uh, From 1985, directed by Nicholas Meyer um, and starring... Yes, as we said, Tom Hanks and John Candy. Candy. Actually, technically, it's starring uh, you know Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson yeah. and Getty Watanabe with John Candy in a supporting role. Yeah. But you know, this is uh, right after Splash, so they really want to hit that that buddy uh, chemistry between the two of them, Oof. I guess. Um, Which it wasn't really much of a buddy chemistry in the same way. I mean, yeah. their chemistry in Splash was way. Yeah, you difference. know, yeah. Well, I think the problem here, and we'll, we'll get into it a bit later, is that Tom Hanks is not playing a, a very Tom Hanksian character. Oh no! Oh Tom no! Tom Hanks no. is playing the kind of character they will never have him play past the '80s, right? Because this is the this is the fallow period between Splash and the early and maybe Big, I'm guessing, where Hollywood kind of didn't know what to do with Tom Hanks and like. He wasn't the beloved Tom Hanks that we have now. Uh, like, and this is not again. We've 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 done movies from this period before. I actually really like this period in Tom Hanks. Me too. On the whole. Me too. Though I, this is probably, and I haven't seen Lady Killers the remake yet, so I don't know. But so far, this is probably the silliest accent and the least good performance I've seen by Tom Hanks in a movie, ever. Yeah. Now I also haven't seen Mazes and Monsters. I haven't seen you know, that. The early '80s D and D scare film, mm. you know. Mm. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, it's a it's an experience. This <clears throat> it's movie. It's an experience. And, uh, I guess we're gonna go. <clears throat> let's go right in to now. This was a movie that neither of us had seen because right. we're on that we're on we're well, on that time. And I'd um, like to give a shout out to the person who recommended it to us. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mary, um, who's <laughs> who's a, a fellow mom uh, who I met. I think originally met her because our kids go to the same school, but. <laughs> but um, but Mary and I—you uh, missed me making the wrap it up, Alex. No, shut up. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just so kidding. um, but but uh, her son's <coughs> a, a, like a year or so. I think he's a year older than Jackson. Maybe they're the same age, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, we were on the par- we were at the park, and I was telling her about Match Made in Space, and she's like, "Oh, have you seen Volunteers?" And I was like, "I don't even know what that is." Yeah, which is weird. Apparently, this movie did. Well, it didn't do that well in the box. It had a good opening weekend. It had yeah. a good opening weekend. But, the like overall, the, but you said it was like the second. Well, I think it's opening weekend. It got like to the number two in its which box Which is office, unbelievable. Like, and that neither of us had heard about this movie. It, overall, it's, it looks like it did not especially make since, back its budget in the box office. Especially but, since it's a Tom Hanks movie and a Tom Hanks John Candy. John Candy movie. And it was made a year after Splash. Yeah, and Splash is like one I mean, of my favorite maybe 80s this was, movies. Maybe this movie was more. Uh, maybe it just fell into our personal memory hole, but I. I don't remember I had, this. At I, have, all. I don't remember commercials. So when she recommended it, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. 
talking about and she she was kind enough to bring it over to us because apparently they have a copy and so thank you shout out to mary for that, that and, uh, awesome. and if you're listening to this mary i'm sorry that i'm probably gonna be a little more savage with this movie than you <laughs> Um, this was definitely hey this movie started out good with uh, the TriStar uh, pictures oh my gosh uh, we love love that before we get to that oh oh, no it's time we gotta do that's right we gotta do do the elevator pitch Uh, who goes first here it doesn't matter neither of us saw this movie Um, Um, uh, you tell me oh god I don't know I'll shoot you for it okay rock paper scissors shoot ah Ah, both got scissors rock paper scissors shoot oh Oh, paper. paper rock paper scissors shoot Oh, okay. I, I played you. to lose that time. <laughs> well, that means you're going first. No. Yes. Oh, shit. I thought it was the other way. Ah, oh, no. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so Tom Hanks. We loved him in Splash as the misfit who never fit in and found love uh, in an unconventional way. And I guess Splash is, by the way, is that a prequel to uh, Shape of Water? Maybe. <laughs> so, um, side note, need to watch Shape of Water. <laughs> So that I can make jokes about it. Um, so, you know, everyone loves Tom Hanks right now. He just came off that successful movie with John Candy. Uh-huh. Why don't we get them together and get this? Instead of making Tom Hanks an everyman, bumbling guy just trying to get ahead, why don't we make him a stuffy, upper class, like, guy? A, a guy whose father could actually be played by George Plimpton. Let's just say. Like, let's make him that. And let's make him really amoral and kind of a dick. And let's make him not really learn his lesson for most of the movie. Um, yeah, let's just, whatever we do, like, let's just negate the, the thing that Tom Hanks has, which is natural likability and charm. Let's make sure that that is never, ever utilized in this film. And then let's also kind of implicate the Peace Corps in the CIA's plans to uh, spread opium use along the world to finance anti-communist activities. This is a very, like, filled movie you've got Yeah, it's a drama, right? Yeah. Nope, it's a comedy. It's a total comedy. Okay. Let's get the donger in it, too. Only instead of playing a Vietnamese guy this time, or no, a Chinese guy with a Vietnamese name... I can't remember yeah. what, what, what. Instead, let's have him play a guy from Thailand. By the way, there's absolutely. So let's let's also remember uh, Getty Watanabe is in no way uh, Thai in yeah. any capacity. Uh, can we can we do that? We can. Uh, oh, by the way, let's remember born Gary Watanabe in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> let's have him play an over the top uh, Asian stereotype again. This is this is this sounds good. This is a promising movie. I think it sounds promising. Promising to tank, but promising. All right. Uh, what if what if we got the guy from Trancers? <laughs> Trancers? Horror movie. Trancers? (laughs) Anyway. Trancers? 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 You know Dasher and Trancer and also Trancers 2 and... I can't remember what okay, the movies he so was in. Okay, so my pitch is a lot shorter. Oh, he's also in Air America, which I think this is has a similar plot, but isn't. God, I don't remember Air America at all. All right, the, my, 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 my elevator pitch is a lot, lot simpler. Let's get uh, three white people. Sounds good. This is the 80s. I'm loving it. Fly them on Pan Am. Oh, it's the 80s. I'm loving some Pan Am. Drop them into Thailand. All right, all right, good. Do not only... A craptacular amount of racist jokes. Oh, sounds good. Loving it, loving it. But also rip off about three different famous movies in an attempt to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As what? Well. As good. an example. And 
and wrap it all up with um, the white people being heroes again. That sounds good. Yeah. Hey, can we can we basically make it a thinly veiled Bridge on the River Kwai homage by blowing something up at the end? Hells yeah. High Woo! five. Let's do it. All right. All right. And here Every we time go. we high five, by the way, that sends a spike in. I, know, I just I thought you might want to know that. I just saw that. That was great. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Let's make this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, here we go. Volunteers. Let's end 2017 with a shitty, shitty movie as... Yeah. We end 2017. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I got. So, Allie, was this movie worth? No. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and get it. I will into say it. it's so funny that you also wrote down as we start this uh, this little jaunt, um, the TriStar Pegasus, because I don't think I've been so excited at the beginning of the movie. Every single time that that TriStar Pegasus pops onto the screen, I, I feel transformed back to my couch back in the 80s. And I'm like, yay! It was. It did not mean that the movie was going to be good. As a matter of fact, it probably was 50-50 about whether a movie was going to be good. But man, when I saw that Pegasus, it was like, there's there's good in the world. I don't know why. I, you know, it's like me. I was just waiting for it to be in Orion Pictures. Yeah, you like the Orion Pictures. <laughs> All right. Um, All right anyway. anyway, so anyway, the movie begins with a bunch of scenes of like, you know, just flickering scenes of like stuff from the early 60s. While yeah, Kennedy's while, while Kennedy's giving the ass yeah. not what you can do, do for uh, whatever. <laughs> Right. Whatever I never, the hell I never, I never, I never liked that speech anyway. It sounded like America was begging me for work. And I'm like, come on, America. I'm not helping you out till you help me. Uh, you know. But you anyway. You pretty much lived your life by that philosophy. I do. You? I, I, I do. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but like, for, you know, and we get to see a bunch of names on the credit. And yeah, I will admit I, I, I shuddered when I saw Getty Watanabe because I, I knew, I knew. Well. I knew. Yeah. Like, there's just no way Getty Watanabe's going to be in here and it's going to be something that's going to be culturally sensitive. It just isn't. It's not. No. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice man. By the way, he's like, he's 62. Aw. <laughs> My God. But it's not his fault that, <laughs> that he he's 62, in... no. No, it's not his fault that he was put in movies where, like, he I know, was the I, butt I, of the Asian joke. That's what I'm saying. I mean, for all I know, for all I know, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's actually in some, some capacity actually, uh, you know, like, a really good actor and just never got the chance. I don't know that. Right. I know. I know. It, like in Hollywood, it's really hard. You know, you have to play a lot of stereotypes in the '80s, especially. Sure, for sure. But uh, you know, but oh my god! And every this, time I see him, I just know there's going to be someone I mean, who's kind of a racist. This is the era that we chose, so you know, this yeah, will this be is what, what we, we got to do. do. So, so yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, anyway, the game, it, the movie itself, really starts with a poker game between uh, Tom Hanks is on one end of the table at a white tux with his. With his uh, girlfriend, uh, this blonde woman who I can't remember the name of, it's like matter. Boof or something like yeah. she. That wasn't Boof. That's from uh, Bootsy, that's from King Wolf. Bootsy, something. Maybe like it's Boof. It might have been Bootsy or something know, like that. Uh, you know, but um, anyway, he's playing a poker game uh, with, with with a bunch of African American gentlemen who are like he ends up bluffing out of uh, out of like two thousand dollars, and. Uh, he get the guy running the table, this Italian dude who's apparently running the bar that the game is in. Uh, you know, like lets him lets him leave as they're like threatening him with knives. Uh, and this is, you know, we, and by the way, this is what we learned the entire movie. Tom Hanks is talking with this like fake rich guy let's accent. Let's stop for a second because we just have to have a moment here because. First of all, I didn't technically hear it from him first. I heard it from Bootsy Blonde. Babe. Oh, and by the way, this movie's set in 1962. Yeah. Which that 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 montage about Kennedy starting the Peace Corps—that's sort of a hint that you're yeah. in the early 60s. But then it never—it takes forever for it to fully establish that it's in the 60s. Yeah, it's very strange. You know, so, so like, so it, and, and so here we are. 
And I'm hearing this woman's accent and I'm like, oh, okay, she's got that like muffin New England thing going on. I'm like expecting her jaw to unhinge. Well, I think it's, like, it's actually a Connecticut yeah, lock jaw. Yeah, whatever it is. It's so, so bizarre. And, and, and okay, fine. And then I sort of hear it in Tom Hanks, but it's in and out. Oh, yeah. Oh, his, his, his accent is so his bad. Accent, his accent flickers like, <laughs> like it. It flickers like a like a hurricane lamp in in, in, a, in the middle of in the middle of a hurricane. It it's just was, like, like it's just it's like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's Australian. Sometimes it just drops right into Tom Hanks. It's and there's one so, moment where he sounded southern. It was like, so it was like, bad. Tom, Tom, oh, Tommy, Tommy boy. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know. Maybe he could maybe he could hold it together a little bit better now with like forty, like thirty, actually odd years more experience under his belt. But this this young Tom Hanks. No. Well, and it, I have to say, it didn't actually enhance the role at all. I understand they basically wanted him to. Well, they we, wanted him. We found out spoiled, later but, that yeah, he's he's a spoiled rich kid from Yale, which you find out later. But which, like, which by the way, I do love. Uh, let's just say this: when they show Yale the first time, and he's like running, like he's like running in, like back to his like room or whatever, yeah. and it says Yale. A college. a college, yeah. And I was, was like, at that moment, I'm like, okay, this movie might have promise yeah, if it's like, if it's gonna be this, they, like, yeah, like self-referential. And oh, and by the way, oh, but to go back, uh, just so I don't forget, the guy running the poker game, his, the only Italian person I know, uh, is played by actually by Alan Arbus, mm-hmm. who I spent the entire movie just dry, banging my head against the wall trying to remember, who, like, like I didn't know who was playing him until I saw the credits, and I was like, but for some reason, immediately the moment I saw Alan Arbus, like my brain just did the, like you know, it did that rack focus into my eyeball, yeah. and like every memory of watching Mash came into my oh, head. Right. He plays Doctor Sidney Friedman, uh, oh, who's yeah. like the the psychologist who comes uh, like occasionally to talk to people, like every time someone has like a a, a meltdown on Mash, which is fairly often. So uh, you know, the he Mash was, meltdown. Yeah, he's yeah he's uh, you know so he's he's the yeah he's like the he's the shrink for oh, Mash. Gotcha. Uh, he he was a a recurring guest star. On, on Mash throughout its run, I think. So when he finally like starts talking to um, the the bar owner Alan mm-hmm. Ar- Ar- Alan Arbus, is that Alan Arbus. So it, once he's it, playing he's playing an Italian gentleman who's clearly connected. And you with the find mob out that he's way. connected to the mob, and you find out that Tom Hanks has actually, uh, yay, he won two thousand oh, dollars. Albert Bardinaro. He hands he hands over the money to this guy because he's you he, he already actually, you owe me fourteen thousand dollars. No, no, it's like twenty eight thousand. Fourteen. No. Oh. Fourteen thousand. Okay, you're reading the wiki. I probably <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Well, I am, but I also knew it was fourteen thousand dollars because okay. we'll get to why. But let's go ahead and skip because it's not that exciting. Yeah. Anyway, what happens is he he goes for double or nothing. Yeah, that's so right. So it's going to be twenty eight thousand. He's right. like, you don't have the money to pay for this. How are you going to do it? He's like, I can do it. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. So so basically, there's a, a Celtics Lakers game. Um, you know, and like that was the thing I was looking. I was like, I know this is not set now because like this is the eighties. Yeah. And the Celtics and Lakers. Like, those are the two most famous teams in the 80s. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, I don't recognize any of the people playing this game. Yeah. So it's obviously from some time ago. Um, but, um... So they tell, so they they follow him to his graduation. But before, well, we, well, before he goes to graduation, we're gonna go. He, when he go after, yes. when he goes back to his room, we meet his roommate, played by Xander Berkeley, who's one of those that guys that drove me absolutely batshit when I saw him. Like he was another one, like where I like I could like I had to look him up yeah. like in the middle of everything. But Xander Berkeley, who's a uh, he's uh, currently on The Walking Dead, uh, but he was also uh, he was on Twenty Four. Uh, he's he, he's been on The Mentalist. He's been in a bajillion things. I he's remember a, him. He's from a, Mommy Dearest. Yes, he's in Mommy Dearest. He plays, a, he plays adult Christopher in Mommy Dearest. And if you know that movie as intimately as I know that movie, uh, you will know that he has the second to last line in the entire film. And yes, I remember that. And as soon as you said that he was in Mommy Dearest, it was like I had a rack focused into my right. brain. And I was like, 
all the memories of that movie flooded yeah. back to me. And also, he's a voice actor. Yeah. Uh, if Apparently, you, a very a very well, he's done, done quite a few. He mm-hmm. uh, fans of uh, fans of the Tick animated series know that he played, he played Octo Paganini, the eight armed violinist. Yes. Uh, and uh, he also uh, was the voice on Batman: The Brave and the Bold. He played Sinestro. Oh. Uh, you know, but yeah, he's been in, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's actually in Sid and Nancy and Straight to Hell. So apparently. Huh. Apparently, we, he missed out on being in the in the in the Alex Cox movie that we did, but but yes. the next couple he was in. Um, Very cool. So yeah, he's he's been around forever. Um, cool. Like total that guy. Um, anyway, yeah, and also at this point, uh, like his girlfriend uh, lets him know that she has to go. Uh, oh, oh yeah, he's having sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> under under the netting, under the mosquito netting that, that, that Xander Berkeley's yeah. character, um, who like what was his character's name? Kent Sutcliffe. Kent, Kent Sutcliffe. Like, uh, Kent Sutcliffe has volunteered to go, like, he's a soil tech, majors in soil engineering or something like that, yeah. and he's going to uh, the, Peace, the Corps. Peace Corps and go to Thailand, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, uh, Tom Hanks, who's playing Lawrence Bourne III, Lawrence is making fun of him, you know, and, uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, Lawrence Bourne's girlfriend uh, says she's the valedictorian at, at Smith, and she has to go give her speech. You know, so she's got to get her clothes on, which yeah. I found really funny given the reputation of Smith. Heck yeah. You know, like, wait, you're with a guy? <laughs> What's going Sean. on here? And Smith? <laughs> like, I, that just, it, it's, it's, the, it's the most sisterly of the seven sisters from what I hear. So, um. um but, um, so anyway, we go and, we, we go to the graduation. We, we see that, uh, we see, we meet his father at the graduation. I think he's, the, or maybe just before. His father, George, you know, played by George Plimpton. Uh, you know, which it sounds like everybody who master was of to, uh, falconry and video games. Everyone who was trying to do the voice, well, that's that, the real voice that, that, that George, George Plimpton, Plimpton actually has. has. So and I feel George, like he was the, the he was their star yeah. idea, and it's like listen to George for a while and, and you know, try to do that. I I, I I actually I love George Plimpton. I, I always too. have. I, I love him because there's a, like his his guest appearance on The Simpsons is one of my favorite moments ever. Whenever he's leaving, he says, "Now it's time to go back to doing whatever it is I do," <laughs> because he founded the Paris Review. Uh-huh. Like he's like he's like he was a writer. Like later on, he played and he's like he's such a, he's he's naturally such a stuffy Ivy League like like actually sounds like that guy that he actually was cast as the, like as to play a George Plimpton style for, character all the, the time. And another Mash connection, yeah. Alan Alda played him in the movie Paper Lion, oh. where he which was where he uh, in real life George Plimpton uh, wrote basically wrote about his experiences of actually playing. For the Detroit Lions, despite not being a football player, <laughs> they let him play. Like I can't remember if it was an exhibition game or if he actually played one official NFL game. But uh, but Alan, so there's a there's your Mash TV show connection times two. He's been played by Alan Alda on the screen. For those of you who remember the movie, <laughs> just picture Alan Alda playing him, and I'm like, Alan Alda doesn't sound a thing. Alan Alda sounds like a like like a working class New York Jewish guy. For those of you who remember the movie. Uh, what is it? Um, I love when you say for those of you. You do that like almost of, every episode. For all of and you. you mean you. You mean you. For, me, <laughs> for those of you who are Allie. Who are me, remembering um, the movie that uh, Matt Damon. What was the big Matt Damon? Um, uh, Talented Mr. Ripley? No. No, I know what you mean. I'm just, I'm just not saying it. With, with Robin Williams. Please yeah, it's, it's, called, uh, it's, it's called How About Them Apples, The Story yes. of a Math Genius. Yes, that one. It's it's good it's good, good Goodman William Huntington Huntington Good Will Hunting. Sorry, I'm pregnant right now. My brain doesn't. Fire oh, by the way, Ali's pregnant. I don't think we ever announced God. that. 
firing on like zero cylinders right now. Thank you for the help, you <laughs> jerk. Um, uh, it's about a good man Plim- named Will Hunting. Plimpton, doesn't he play one of the no, therapists? I think was, maybe, but I, in there, he's, and he's I thought one, he was dead by then. Uh-uh. But. No, he plays one of the therapists. In no, it. he died in 2003. He maybe plays he one did. of the therapists in the movie where, um, and Will is totally toying with him and like trying to get him to get it all, like kind of turn him on because you can obviously tell that he's got repressed homosexuality issues in the in, as the I... therapist in the movie. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're right. You. Yeah, that was that was. Thank uh, that you. Was. Thank you. I'll take I'll take that. Thank you. Not yeah. Not, um, not to be confused by the way with Bill Plimpton, the animator, and neither of them are related to Martha Plimpton. Apparently, for whatever reason, <laughs> the the Goonie. The Goonie. She's done so much more than Goonie but, since then. But but we're an eighties podcast. That's true. She's the Goonie. She's the Goonie. That's true. <laughs> the so anyway. tomboy Goonie, okay. not the not the not the not the not the girly. Not girl the Carrie Wills. Carrie Wilson? Carrie Green. Carrie Green. Carrie Green. Carrie Green. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She was, I would say she's one of the few actors in Goonies whose name I actually don't know. <laughs> I think it's Carrie Green. So anyhow, moving on. So uh, George Plimpton plays Hank's dad and you see him at the graduation. And oh, by the way, and at the graduation, uh, uh, oh, Hank. <laughs> I was like, well, Hank. <coughs> Lawrence. <coughs> Lawrence is listening, listening to a radio on, on an earpiece. And meanwhile, next, like he, he also sees uh that uh albert or whatever uh, alan arbus's character and then the lead guy that he had uh, played at the poker game they're both sitting there listening to the game on headphones the entire you know so they're tracking the, him. like while apparently kennedy is actually giving, giving the ask not what your country like speech to have a kennedy impersonator there i'm guessing that was i guess he gave that speech at a yale graduation Must have, I, guess. I don't know but if it because it's obviously supposed to be kennedy yeah and it seems like like the stuff he's building to is the stuff from that speech but yeah. i you know but anyway, like, anyway, long story short, um, he he had a two-point spread, and they lost by three. Yep. So, So he goes dashing away to get home, and he basically uh, finds his dad, and he's like, hey, at gen- dinner, and he's like, dad? I need some advice. I need some, I need some advice. And he's like, what? You've you want never done this. from there's, me. There's never, like, it's obviously they've never been close. Yeah. Um, and there's actually probably one of my biggest laughs in the movie was, uh, Whenever, like, ever since we picked you up at that orphanage, you've been nothing but a drain on yeah. our family. And he's like, Father, you know I'm not adopting. And, he, and Plimpton says, you know, please allow me this fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> Which is a, it's a great moment. Anyway, he's, he's like, he's absolutely not going to pay it. No. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. He's like, you do realize he's, that I'm going to die. And, and, and like, yeah, like, they're going to, these men are going to beat me. They're going to break my hips, yeah. you know. And he's <laughs> like, well, you're going to learn a lesson about, about responsibility. Yeah. And they come to the house and, ta- and, and like, and like, and what's funny is then Plimpton is telling them, well, absolutely not. You know, I don't have that kind of money. It's like, we, he could pay you back over five years with 4% interest. Yeah, like he's trying funny. to drop like a standard bank loan yeah, with it. Very, very funny. And, you know, and then like they realized, like while he's been talking, Tom Hanks has gotten into his car, which I believe is a Corvette. It looks like a new Corvette, yeah. like a 62 a Corvette, 62 I think. Corvette. And he goes just flying out of there and this is and a very again, funny moment. again this movie has about five moments yeah. that like are great and are in a there's a it's like i feel like there's a good movie in this movie but oh, it's not no. this movie there's a good there's a good five minute short okay, maybe. in this movie no i'm saying like if, the, if this movie was reshuffled and redone there i think there is a good movie in this movie okay. i mean it's called big trouble in little china <laughs> but... or the great escape or oh, Bridge on the River Kwai. Well, Bridge on the River Kwai and the Great. Like, I mean, I or think, Casablanca. I think there are some obvious homages to these old movies yeah. in this. I mean, and this is where we get into an obvious old movie homage. I mean, it's done in the Indiana Jones movies too, but I think, but Indiana Jones didn't invent it. Um, right. 
Because while he's right, he drives all the way from Yale, which is in Connecticut, I believe. And we know and, that Sutcliffe is leaving his, his room. Saying, and by the way, this is one of the ways we know it's we're like it, we're in the 60s. Is it's Idlewild. Yeah, he's leaving from Idlewild yeah, to, you know, to go to not, the it's not, it's not, uh, is Idlewild, was that the one that was turned into Kennedy? Uh, the Kennedy was turned? Have, well, obviously there's no JFK yeah. airport because JFK is still alive yeah. and still president, you know, at this point. Um but um, but he's driving and he's got like like they show like two de- two lines like going across the map and then superimposed you see like these guys like th- you see them like turning wildly the wheel. turning wheels yeah. and like acting like they're swerving and it looks like really fake and it looks it's just like the kind of thing you'd see in an old movie and it was actually pretty funny like he gets all the way well the punchline's the funny part yeah yeah like at the very end you see like at the end of it and I laughed out loud at this yeah, I, I will admit too. is at the very end of it the car dri- his car drives right through the map Which and is- cut, like it's a paper map that it, like it, he just actually goes through it and appears in the, like on the on the tarmac, yeah. and he runs and finds uh, Kent, Kent Sutcliffe, and he's he's like, "You've got to switch places with me." And Kent's like, "No, you know, like I've I've been training for this for for months. They're like I, this is my thing, you know, like 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 I I've gone through everything. I'm going to Thailand to like you. They're going to kill me." And he's like, and Kent sees the car, and he's like, "Well, give me your and, car." And it's like, and it's like, I want the title, so he has to sign over the the title of the car, and. Um, and also, he wants he wants uh, his girlfriend, which you know, I guess is the '60s, and you can yeah. just trade women trade like, people that. like that. Yeah. But at any rate, he leaves um, just as just as uh, the guy that, uh, that 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 Hank swindled showed up, you know, and you know who had threatened him at graduation how if they had lost like that he would like basically owned him if he they didn't pay by midnight. Right. And you know, but he 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 makes it there just a second too late. He actually runs up the uh, the Pan Am. the the the, the, yeah. the ramp and like slams into the door like and he's like stuck on the door and he's holding onto the door and they're like uh like the tower calls to say you have a man clinging on there you're like you're you're playing so they just, <laughs> I love it. instead of stopping they just drive the plane and he falls off yeah but um I I was really stunned because I I thought for sure like like this like. That uh, Kent Sutcliffe was like that. That car was going to get just like smashed, smashed into and destroyed into. the moment he agreed to own it. Yeah. I felt like that's the kind of movie this was, and I was kind of stunned that it didn't happen. Yeah. So then he's on a plane. He's successfully. He being Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is on this plane. plane. He's escaped to Thailand, like he's completely safe and, and in the clear. Except now he has to go to Thailand and and I be love, in the Peace Corps and be in the Peace Corps. And I, I I do love again like. As like again, there's a lot of laughs in this movie for it being as terrible as it is um, that I found, especially in the early part of it. Yeah. When um, like he like like he he gets on the plane and everyone is singing, singing. in unison and swaying, swaying their heads for except for one person. Michael, row your boat ashore. Hallelujah. And it's so terrible. And the one person who isn't doing that is intently reading Profiles Encouraged by Jonathan Kennedy. It is the most like like best and the brightest young young white liberals in the early sixties, like like well-meaning like kids going off to 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 save the world I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. And then so he ends up sitting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, you're no, just, no. You can just tell no, the whole movie. Right. I'm fine. No, you no. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I actually had the. I, I actually jumped ahead a lot. I just realized my notes skip a lot, and I know. So he ends up thinking. sitting down next to John Candy because that's an yes. open seat. And, and, uh, and Tom Tuttle from Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, so, uh, and I have to say, one of my favorite John Candy isms and the things that he's really good at is he's got this like I'm the enthusiastic, you know 
got this, you know, I can't wait to go do this whatever wonderful thing it happens to be. I have this overwhelming enthusiasm about whatever yeah. the hell it is we're having. Yeah, it, in it's, it, it's a very common John Candy character. I feel yeah. like it's similar to the character he played in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, he's like the, he's like really friendly. Yeah. And really bigger than life. Yeah. And like, and you kind of underestimate him him as a person. Yes. Throughout you know, the whole thing. and, and like. And this movie did some weird things with that character that oh, I wasn't yes. expecting. No, me too. Um, but like, he's super friendly, and he's like, like, a, like he's like a like a supposedly a brilliant engineering student. Yeah, you know, and he's, he's super excited. He's yeah. super excited and super proud of be to be from Tacoma and yeah. from the University of Washington. You know, I think it was the University of it Washington. It was, yeah. Uh, you know, and he's like just going on and on and on and on and on. And Tom Hanks is like, oh god. And Tom Hanks calls over the stu- the the they were called stewardesses back then, the flight attendant, <laughs> and. Um, just say stewardess because believe me, this was definitely a stewardess. But but he calls her over while John Candy is still doing this <laughs> he's, whole he's monologue, droning on, droning on, on, on about, about how excited he is about whatever soil engineering yeah. thing he's talking about, and uh, and and um, Lawrence basically asks her to take a take a take notes for a telegram, and she's like, "Well, you know, we are in the air." And she's like, "Well, I guess I could give it to the to the pilot." Feels like that's gonna really happen. Well, but, he could radio into the yeah. tower, but he basically he's, he he wants um, he wants. His father. His father to basically, you know, get him a ticket home. Basically, I accidentally joined the Peace Corps. Uh, I need yeah. you to, to, right. to get me home. Right. Basically. And, you know, because he's got, he's got a little sticker on him that says Kent Sutcliffe. Yeah. You know, like a hi, my name is thing. Yeah. And, you know, and also, and he asks the stewardess also for a drink. Yes. And, like, like she looks at him really confused because this is obviously like, this is obviously like a, yeah, this is a freight freight trip we don't yeah. you're not, we don't, we're not prepared to give you actual food service yeah. or anything it's like very that. very funny. You know, and they, they do a, they actually do a um, an, uh, another line on the map thing joke, yeah. where, like not joke really, but it's funny. They go to Paris. It looks like Paris is the stopping point, but then you just see like uh, John Candy looking out the window, and he's like, "Oh, look! It's the like the Eiffel Tower. How beautiful!" <laughs> As they keep going, keep they going. go past Rome. They go, you know, like they're just flying. Like it's just they're just zooming over. It's like they're stopping for fuel, and then they yeah. just keep going. Yeah, uh, but. Um, <clears throat> It's almost like they didn't even stop in Paris, though. He's yeah. looking out the window down it. Yeah. But, um, and he eventually um, gets, well, he just gets up and leaves. He gets up and leaves and moves seats, and he ends up sitting down next to Rita Wilson. Yeah, and we have, we have, a, Tom, we have a Tom Hanks future wife uh, sighting. By the way, this is not, I, I thought maybe he met her in this, but that is because I had forgotten. They actually met at, on the set of Bosom Buddies, but they had, like, apparently they re-met on this, so I'm assuming this is where they're, you know, they're, they rekindled, they rekindled their love. Their romance. So she uh, is supposed to be a Jewish girl from Long Island, and she has this accent that also fades in and out. Yeah. It yes, it's better. Than, I will say it's. I never thought I'd say this, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely better than uh, it's definitely better than Hanks's. It is. It's more she consistent keeps it than more Hanks's. consistent, but I it, did, because I think it's because she keeps it kind of mild. Yeah, like. She, it sounds like like Tom Hanks is doing something that's just so over the top. That is really obnoxious. And meanwhile, I think she's just sort of going for like I'm a little I'm a little bit from New York. Yeah, you know, it's just a little low key. You know, which is like she's not from that part of New York, but it's she's okay. not. It's very cute. I, she's not at all. Yeah. She's from Los Angeles. No, I'm saying even in the movie, your accent is. What what, what part of New York am I doing? Because you know what I just did generic New York <laughs> voice. I wasn't going for a specific borough. <laughs> I was doing like generic, random, not good New York accent. You're saying she was specifically doing a Long Island accent? You think she got it? 
I, yes, I think she was more. Really? She think, was more. You think well, she nailed she was, Long Island? Long I don't Island? Know, she, she was. She was definitely more Long Island than you just were. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's because I was also kind of doing. I was kind of doing my impression of what's his name from Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Jonathan Silver. Oh God, please don't do that. The paper Boy. No, don't do that. Waxtree, <laughs> Waxtree, read all about it. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know. Yeah, not. No, so I was much. doing. I was doing a bad one on purpose. Uh, okay. So um, anyway, but the point being, it was low key. It was just yes. sort of. I'm from it was New more York subtle. I, yes. You know, I'm from New York, and that's all I'm doing. Like it was very quiet. Not, you know, like not Tom Hanks. Is, oh yes, Mulfer. That, that would just drop into regular Tom Hanks every now and yeah, then. And then go into Mulfer. <coughs> oh, I've died. <coughs> Come on back. Oh. <coughs> so oh god. Oh, god. He sits down next to her, and she looks at his name tag. And she's known about him for years due to his work. Right. So she knows about Ken Sucklett, and they're supposed to be stationed together. And and he spends the like they spend the entire flight talking, and she's like, "You're nothing like what I expected. I expected this that this down home boy from Ohio or wherever, you know." And he's like, "You know, not this like upper class twit of the year, right. uh, you know, that he's playing in a white tux. Everyone else, by the way, is in like re- like regular like like, like yeah. schlubby. We're going on off to the jungle clothes, and he, right. he and he is in literally. Oh, actually, it's not a tux. It's a dinner jacket. Dinner jacket. He, corre- he corrects her yes. <laughs> when she says, "I didn't." You know, it's just a dinner jacket because they had a, a little soiree you know, yeah. or whatever with his family. I don't know if they actually said soiree, but I expected him to, so that's what I remembered. Um, but but he actually does, by the way. It, it is a dinner jacket, not a tux, but it is one. If it had just been a tux jacket, it is identical to what I had to wear at my graduation because the College of Charleston, you wear a white tux. Ah. You graduate in May. Uh, ah. You know, on Mother's Day. On Mother Mother's, on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, you wear a white tux. All right. <laughs> By so, the way, this is a generic Southern accent that is not actually <laughs> where I'm from either. Okay, so, so they... So, more of a Jimmy Carter So they sit there then. together, and she's, you know, obviously charmed by him to some degree, and finally he makes a real move where he makes a comment about how he wants to essentially get her into bed. Um, I think he kind of asks her out in a yeah. way, but it's in a very like, like, like obvious... spend the night. It's like more of a yeah. spend the night than anything. Yeah. Like, why don't we go out for dinner and see what happens? Yeah. And she's like, "What are you? You know?" She's like, "What are you doing? I thought we were we were yeah. becoming friends." And, and that's whenever that's when he basically he basically straight up admits, "Oh, I'm not him." Yeah, I'm you not know, this Kenzo And then he and then he asks the stewardess out for the same. You know, yeah, the literally same right. Way. And he basically says to her, "Well, I think I've put in the hours." Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> exactly. Line. I think I've I've put in the hours. Yeah. And uh, th- so now we are actually introduced, and I want to say something because uh, this is about, I, I, I meant to say it at the beginning, yeah. but we're getting to the part of the movie where this is going to start becoming apparent. And a little note, this movie actually took six years to make. Come on. Not like from like the idea of it being conceived. Oh, okay. Not, you know, didn't take it six years. But it took six years before it could get finished. And okay. what had happened was when it was first made, uh, they ran it. They tried to get like the you know approval of the Peace Corps to do like all the stuff of you know with their name and everything like that. And at the time, uh, Kennedy relative Sergeant Schreiber was uh, the head of the Peace Corps, and he read that and like the script, and he was like, uh, "It's disgusting uh, the way you are like you are you are you are treating like what we what we do and what we've done so disrespectfully." I absolutely will not approve this. But by the time the movie was made in 1985, Sergeant Driver had died. And I guess the new head of the Peace Corps was just happy to have their name on anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, is, he, is he related to Maria Shriver? Yeah. I think oh. he might be her father. Oh, wow. I'm okay. not 100% sure. Um, but um, Sergeant Driver's gonna yeah. help me. I hate you. <laughs> I hate mm. you. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Maria Shriver is his is his daughter. Well, that makes sense. So he is was Arnold Schwarzenegger's father-in-law, though he I think probably died before they were married. Very uh, interesting. 
Very interesting. Okay, so um, well, so they did get approval, and they are now landing in Thailand. And you land in Thailand, and I don't understand. I'm, I'm going to be really. I'm going to be frank with the fact that I don't. Their custom of giving you flowers. I don't know if that's something they do like they do in Hawaii, where they. I don't know if that was a real Thai custom at all. Oh, okay. It might be. It might not. Again, I don't know how much this movie did some of its research. Yeah, apparently it's what it feels they like. apparently they did re- the rep the village that they made. And by the way, this movie was actually filmed in Mexico. Okay. The uh, the village that they made was apparently based on uh, like I can't remember uh, I cannot remember what um, oh uh, of the Karen people of, of in Burma like it's ba- it, it, it's ba- it's based on their on their buildings. Okay. But it is not like I don't think like I don't know like again they. Like they again, they have you know Japanese Americans playing, you know, playing like the Thai the characters. characters right? um, so it's it's not like I don't think they did full on research. I think they got it close enough, close enough, good enough for eighties, good enough for eighties work, work um, yeah. there. But so, and, and this is where we meet. We also meet like getting off the plane. We meet the the, the liaison for the Peace Corps, uh, John. John, who's uh, played by uh, what's his name, Tim Thomason, Thomerson. Something like yeah, that. Thomerson. Um, he's 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 a that guy. He's been in a bajillion things, a lot of horror movies, a lot of comedy stuff. Um, but um, he's definitely you know, like, you know, he's definitely a, like one of those B movie that guys. Yeah, he's blonde, so you know that there's gonna be pro- yeah. problems. Later. Well, yeah, I mean, it's more like sandy, graying looking you know, hair. But like, but yeah, and he, he's clearly uh, playing a guy from Texas or somewhere thereabouts. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he's got that sort of like the all American. I'm I'm the head of this department. He's like military bearing. But you but know. super affable and like yeah, nice like, yeah, like, and like remembers and he, everybody's and he, name. I mean, like, uh, yeah, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Rita. Rita Wilson. Beth. Beth Wexler is her name. Uh, like, obviously is taken with him immediately, and he's very charming with her. Um, and uh, we also learn, like, we also see all these lovely flowers that are out, and they, it's an offhand mention that they are opium poppies. And I was like, and that was when I was like, I, I was actually I was stunned that I called it because yeah, I was yeah. like I was like oh my god is this movie going to be about how the CIA and opium like they, and the opium market and like and everything like in the southeast I I was very stunned to learn that yeah it kind of is yeah because I really didn't expect that it's also um, important to note that um they're they're paired off in like three and four or whatever for these missions wherever they're going and in this particular mission it's Beth and. Tom Hanks's character, or Lawrence, and uh, obviously Tom Tuttle from Tacoma are all paired up together. Yeah, so the is three there, of them. The three they're, of them are on their way. And they're the only there. ones that are going to work. To on, where, where, to work. And they're going to build a bridge across this river in Thailand. And what's really funny is supposedly, um, uh, supposedly, um, it, the, the, they actually built a suspension bridge. The, the, the suspension bridge they built was over 250 yards long. Wow. Like they called it like building the world's longest suspension bridge. Like it's like that's just like I mean that's not, that doesn't sound that long. Yeah. Uh, but but like but like that's a very that's a fairly large engineering feat. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have just three people doing it with a bunch yeah. of untrained workers. The other thing that um, is important In to reality, note that as as Tom pulls up, he basically tells John like, "Hey, his I name is to- Lawrence. Tom is the actor." Yeah. As he pulls up, he basically is like, "Look, I I, I need to go home." He's like, "You know, just uh, just turn me around and send me back." He's like, "Oh, you're that guy that I got a telegram for," and he gives him the telegram, and it basically says that he's been enlisted. He's like, "I like I can't believe someone pulled the strings for so you you know someone in power because you got some strings pulled for 
interview and he thinks it's pulled to get him home, yeah. but it actually is. They pulled the strings to waive his training yeah. and all of the everything that he would possibly need to do to just have him there. So Death he is, be in the so, Peace Corps. So for some strange reason, despite the fact that they are now short a soil expert, they now have they now have three people, two of, which, two of which know what they're doing. And right, and one who has no idea. No idea. So, but, and I will say this, I kind of love that they're knowing what they're doing thing yeah. very quickly falls apart yes of course it does so they end up at the village yeah and um at this point beth is still totally disgusted by tom hanks she's like she's got his number she knows what he's like she's not interested into him at all and is really she's like basically we could spend the rest of this you know trip you know for the next two years not talking to each other and maybe just see each other on the plane home you know she's just done with him and so um and uh yeah and 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 this is what we also learn, like, as you see, like, they, we get to a montage of them and, like, trying to teach things and do things. And Tom Hanks is just fucking around and trying to gamble with them, and, like, because right. that's what he does. He's, but, um, and play cards, he's teaching him how to play cards and everything, um, blackjack, and they, they all beat him after, yeah. like, because he's apparently a very bad gambler. Yeah. But, and meanwhile, um, Rita Wilson is trying to explain how to do something, and apparently her tie, her, her language skills are so bad that she's actually saying, it's like, I can't remember exactly. Supposed to be like this. Like, if you take this medicine, it's going to actually save you. And what it sounds like she says is, "Take this, or it's going to kill you." Yeah, take yeah. this, and it and it, it will, will kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Like she's getting the words wrong, and yeah. like she and like you know, like like all despite all of her training, she's actually doing it wrong. And to, and John Candy's guy is like this brilliant engineer, but he wants to use like the teak wood he wants to use for the bridge is apparently a bunch of trees that the village considers sacred. And he's just yelling at them, like trying to. And he, oh, and he studied the science of motivation. He's the yeah. first person in the Peace Corps who's got this ability. And so he's he's motivating them by basically like he's berating exhorting them. them and berating them, and they're yeah. like just ignoring them. And and that's when we meet uh, Atun. Uh, this is Gadi Watanabe's character. And at first, I was like, my God, this guy might not be so bad because yeah. he actually wasn't so bad at first, right? You know, and he's just like he's like. Like no, you idiot! Yeah, you know, like and he's because apparently, uh, and Atun spent four years uh, in the American College in like in Bangkok, learning learning, learning English. So he knows English. And he mostly he speaks it in slang and like he's, you know, he could he got it so close. It's so close to not being a stereotype guy. Like they they started strong with him they and did. Then, like it just sort of devolves. It just devolves. Yeah. It devolves into like the weird sidekick, you know. I'm sorry, I have to move. But um. <sighs> But, like, I will say, like, so uh, Tom Hanks ends up talking, like, befriending him a lot. And I will say this. I never thought I would watch a movie where uh, it's implied that Tom Hanks got really high with Getty Watanabe. Yes. (laughs) But that apparently does happy. Uh, Happy. Happy. They were both happy. Happy. That happens. And they were Um, both happy. Oh, I think I, I I'm literally looking at the word happy in my notes. I just started, I just said it without thinking. It's like I look glanced at my page and looked at the word happy. Yes. I'm an idiot. So anyway, Tom Hanks like like Tom Hanks. John Candy like goes off to find like better trees. Yes. And he sees the most perfect tree, and he's it's about to go to it when he sees a tiger. And I will say this. <laughs> Just like, again, another similarity with the girls just want to have fun. Uh, this movie's not similar, but I did the Jonathan Silverman uh, thing from it. Um, you know, like when it, like we, I've complained about they show happy-looking dogs yeah. with rawr, rawr, yeah. on it. This was a very pleased-looking tiger going... Yes. If you look at his face, he's just kind of like... He's obviously hot. Yeah. He's panting. He's, he's not. Panting, yeah. He's not, like, growling. Um, and then, like, but but it's like John Candy is like, oh shit, tiger. And I think did they actually show it in a shot? So he was actually in the plane with the tiger. There wasn't. It wasn't just footage of a tiger with John Candy, right? 
like like cutting to John Candy's face and cutting to the tiger. Isn't there a shot where he's there and the tiger's like off, like ob- like obviously probably chained somewhere? But I don't know. I feel like he might have actually been in shot, but it. You know, but anyway, he he backs away from the tiger, like saying, "Like nice tiger, yeah. good tiger," mm-hmm. and he he backs away and falls into a tiger trap, which is hilarious. And then he's surrounded by men cocking guns. And I actually went, and again, I can't believe I predicted this movie so well. I'm like, is he just get, did he just get captured by communists? Mm. And yes, he was. So uh, meanwhile, so we don't see him for a while. Back at the camp, uh, Hanks is he's t- running blackjack. Running blackjack, and Rita Wilson comes in and says, "We haven't, you know, Tom's disappeared." And oh, and they, oh, also they're apparently playing a sound effect record because <laughs> that's right. Like, the crickets and the weird chicken. It's like it's just like a loop of and like a goat. Just yeah, yeah. It's very very strange. You know, like it's just random sound effects. And then he like he, he they're beating him at once. So he decides to play. And my God, this damn it, this movie. Yeah. And I, I it's a perfect name for this yes, to be but honest so but he says we're gonna play a new a new game a new version of it, uh, new england new england baseball yeah. it's, it's like five card stud but deuces are wild for white men only <laughs> and i gotta say uh you know if you're gonna do something for white men only then new england baseball is pretty good title it's pretty good title considering the you know the real curse of uh, the red sox probably was not signing ernie banks and other uh black players when they had the chance in the 50s so while they're in the middle of playing uh, this game all of a sudden this car drives up and in walks this very um like be metalled, I guess is the yeah, way to put like, it. Yeah, he's got like like, like tons like, of medals. He's like, on yeah, him. he's like a warlord. He's a yeah, warlord. Warlord. And I God, I can't remember the warlord's name. Uh, it's it's like Chung Mi or something. I like almost that. said Charles. He's Mee. Chinese. It's not Charles Mi. He's That's obviously a, supposed, that yeah. is a playwright. But yeah. Charles Mi yeah, is Chung Mi. Chung Mi. And I believe he, I believe he's even said to be Chinese. Okay. In this, I'm pretty sure. So he says he wants in on the game and got uh, uh, at 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 tune. Yeah, like it's like well, first he's like, well, yeah, and Tom, everyone's like scattering, and Tom Hanks is like, well, these people don't seem to like you, right? Uh, yeah, like Tom Hanks is very flippant with him, yeah. and uh, and Getty and Getty Wabanabe is finally like, this is the warlord who like runs all the opium. Or give whatever. him everything give him you him want. E- we yeah. give him we give him everything he wants, you know. And then he leaves us alone for a while, yeah. You know, and, and like, oh. Tom Hanks is basically it's like kind of like realizes, oh shit, this guy's going to hurt me. You know? So he they basically take him and Atun and they throw them in the truck and take them to this map yeah. painting. Oh, and he mentions this guy. He has a testicle collection, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm like. So they show up at his. They, yeah, they drive into this weird matte painting of like a like like it looks like the kind of castle that Cobra would set up in a, in a cartoon yeah. like an episode of GI Joe. It's crazy. Um, I mean, there's like, it's there's guarded like by sumo tiki torches wrestlers. outside. Yeah, and and it, sumo it, wrestlers. It's guarded and... by sumo wrestlers, and there's there's some weird homophobia here yeah. too. Like the sumo wrestlers are all apparently really attracted to Getty Watanabe's character Attune. Yeah. And to At as they, as, as he's usually At, called. Yeah. Um, it's 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 pretty pretty ridiculous, yeah. and like basically we learn. The warlord's basically saying, okay, you're building a bridge. We need this bridge built so that I can move my opium across the river easier. Yeah. You know? And you need to do it and within six You need to do it within six, six weeks. And Tom Hanks ends up making a deal with him that he'll do that with him. And it's, I don't, you know, basically, like, the deal is basically, uh, like, he says for dollars $48,000. $48,000. $48, I'll get you your bridge in six weeks. And he's like, and if you don't, basically, like, basically it's implied, if you don't, you know, I'm going to own your ass. Right. And that's when he meet, we meet his bodyguard, Lucille. And, oh, God. Oh, God, there's so like, much She has a very thick there. accent, and, like, he can't understand what she's saying. Because uh, when she says Lucille, it sounds like, Lucille. And it, not only does she have, like, an LR thing, it sounds like she's got, like, a 
like an everlasting gobstopper in her mouth yeah. when she's talking. It's like she's just completely She's done so terribly. It's it's horrible. And she's got razor fingernails. Yeah. She's like every orientalist's like you know, like stereotype of like the dragon lady from the yeah. Far East. Yeah, you know, and it's like except that she doesn't speak nearly as clearly as that. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's it's, just, it's it's just it's the the, the worst orientalism. It is and again, really it's bad. it's where the movie like really like it's like it's like okay. Like, these are, like, rural villagers. Like, we can play that. Like, they're played... Like, they, it didn't seem as bad right. on that Orientalism when it was just, like, the villagers. Because I thought it was more just that, okay, these guys are rednecks. These are, yeah. these are, these are you know, like, rural hillbillies from, right. you know, in, in Thailand. But no, this is, like... Like, this is just where it's like, no, no, we don't even care. It's right. ridiculous. They got bad. And, uh, and that's when uh, we cut back to Beth is like now meeting with John. Yes. Because she's like complaining. She's called John. She's worried, about, she's worried like, about Tom. And, John, and John's basically like, I'm very busy right now. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Mike and I really like you. Yeah. And she's like, what? Who's Mike? Who's Mike? And he's, he's like, is that your like, commanding officer? He's like, Mike's my knife. Yeah. And it's, very, it's a very strange moment. And then um, he gives her a, he tells her he likes her and he gives her a statue Oh my God! It's, it's like a, it's like a. He bought it. There's, there's places in Bangkok that sell these, and it's like this. It's oh. this. Looks like a fertility statue yes. or something. It has this huge curved erection with a red tip. Oh, it's so it's, gross. It's, it's 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 like this little statue, and it's disgusting. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's so embarrassed. Thank you. And so she's creeped all out. All of a sudden, by him. she's so creeped out because he keeps talking about Mike the knife. Yeah. And yeah, it's just in the shop. Okay. It's uh, really wrong. So she's started to figure out that he's maybe just a little more crazy than she had anticipated. Yeah, he, yeah you can see he's got this edge of crazy and whatever. And like, and then we move back through that scene back to we finally see what happened with John Candy. And yes, he was indeed captured by the communists. It's the People's Army. Of, They've uh, tied of, him of, up. It's the Chinese Army yep. has captured him. They've tied him up. And they're like, you know, like... And he's and, singing and he's all this like singing America. Singing all these patriotic yeah. songs. And he's like... You know, and he's like, you're, you know, like, well, we'll just have to brainwash you if you won't help. Cause, and they say, oh, they say, we need to have this bridge. You need to finish this bridge because we are going to use it to cross over the bridge and spread spread revolution, yeah. you know, to the people, to the to the villagers and make, train them all to be communists. Which, again, sympathetic for me. <laughs> I, I, I was fine with that. Um, but um, anyway, Tom, Tom Hanks is like saying, you know, you'll never brainwash me. And like they do a smash cut to him like ranting about the bad breath running dog imperialist yes. warmongers. It's very funny. Yeah, like he's moment. he's like instantly brainwashed. He's like like to the point where he's too enthusiastic and yeah, they're like the actually Chinese more annoyed guy, the Chinese uh, like soldier officer that you know that he's talking to is actually like kind of like yes, <laughs> you know like <laughs> we just you know and and they actually go into like there is an actual I think Austin Powers kind of ripped this gag off mm. cuz John Candy does a laughs for an uncomfortably long amount of time after a joke. Yes. To the point where he's walking away and there's he's still laughing and everyone else is just creeped out yeah, by it. Yeah. It's um, well done. And and that's and, and I will say this is kind of the end of of John Candy playing a character that isn't insane. Like it's like yeah. I like like from from this point on I kind of think like John Candy starts phoning it in. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he was like, oh, like okay. once he starts the maniacal laughter, that's like the character for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It kind of goes. He comes back later, but it's like for like a brief hot second when he finally snaps yeah. out of it, but that's later. And then, so, and then, uh, so anyway, they're they they end up building the bridge, and actually, yeah. that, the the bridge building doesn't actually take very long once they actually and get to it. They're, Tom Hanks actually turns into somebody who he learns he's, Thai. Well, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing is everything comes easy to him. No, yeah. that's actually I think part of the joke is like yeah. everything comes so easy to him that he like he knows Thai and like like she doesn't and he does. Yeah, like, she's he, so frustrated. He learned with it him. like almost instantly. Yeah, Beth is frustrated with him at this yeah, point. Yeah, and I think I I think. 
that, yeah, I don't think my no- I think my notes skip the bridge being built because it, it's so. It's a fast. montage and it happens really fast. It happens really fast and it's yeah. really weird because you feel like the, you know like there should be some set. Well, what happens is well, wait, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is important because John Candy comes back and that's when they start build. They really start taking over. They start the bridge, but he comes back. Yeah. And, oh yeah, he comes back. He's, he's fine. Back. I'm, I'm fine. fine. <laughs> and you don't know anything about right. You don't know anything about the communism thing yeah. yet because he hasn't revealed that. So well, they start, we, yeah, we know. We know, but they don't. And so they start building the bridge, and that's when it starts to really take over. He finds all the, he finds all the trees that he wants. Right. And, yeah, but they do it really fast. And yeah. Like, but my point being, like, where I was going with this, though, was that, like, I don't feel like, like, this movie should have had a setback or two. Because the whole pressure of we got to get the bridge built in six weeks. It's like, oh, yeah, we and, we, and we build the bridge in six weeks. Which and is they have a party. the weirdest thing. The weird, and, and then we cut to... Um, in, not only did they have time to build this bridge in six weeks, they had time to build an entire bar and casino yes. called called La- 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 Lawrence's, Lawrence's. Uh, which is obviously a Casablanca riff, to the point where there's a guy named Sam, and he tells him to play it, and and he plays on like a, a traditional instrument. Looks- Wait, you gotta tell you gotta explain how that we get there. She's starts she's not technically charmed by this whole thing, but she's kind of sh- like surprised at how well he's motivated. All of the people and they're really in, like into him, and they she starts to see. Oh yeah, the good he sends side he sends at tune in to, to her like, while she's in the shower. shower weirdly which is enough. like bizarre. Um, and he invites her out for the night. And, oh, and part of the running joke is at tune is going is a virgin, um, but yeah, that doesn't really it go doesn't anywhere. Doesn't even really go anywhere. Um, um, and, but yeah, so she goes to see him, and he's in his white tux and at like, Lawrence, which, which is like right. his white dinner jacket, and he yeah. totally is pulling the Bogart thing to the point where again they play they play as time goes by on like a traditional instrument of some sort, right. you know, like like. Dun, dun, you know and it's so like it's it's just ridiculous and over the top and they have a beautiful charming night together and then like she's actually invites him into her hut and he actually turns her down because he he like he says he really likes her and he doesn't want to like he doesn't want it like to be just he doesn't want it like like he's like you're you you know you i'm not going to be able to to not to to control myself i'm gonna want to make a pass at you and i'd much rather have this night we remember it as like a a good night a good night like i'd like to see you again yeah so he leaves and she and she smiles and turns and, and, and walks in her room and there's John. And now he's covered in like jungle Military, face paint yeah. and like, you know, camouflage. And you learn that John is not one of these mammy-pammy, you know, Peace Corps radiants. Right. He's actually with the company. And you the know, company the CIA. Is the CIA. And yes, it is all about they need the bridge built. But again, the communists need the bridge built. The warlord needs the bridge built, and the CIA needs the bridge built because the bridge is going to be a way that the CIA can can help the warlord bring his opium all over the world for his assistance fighting the communists. Right. Which is kind of exactly what really happened in yeah. history. And I think the movie Air America that this guy's in is also about that. Which is funny. Um, but, um, and then we get... Uh, I'm trying, I, so I, then, so then, what happens is um, he basically he chloroforms her. Yeah, tells her that he's he wants her to be with him while he does all right. this, and she's like, I'm not really into that. And then she she passes out, and he carries her into the into the jungle. Rumble. And, and uh, Gabby wants to not yeah, yeah, sees yeah. him. Getty. Yeah, sorry, what did I say, Gabby? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Gabby Hayes. Gabby Hayes. Oh Jesus. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but Getty, um, sorry, Gabby wants to not sees him. Thank you. Yeah, but um, he's a. He thinks that she's running off with him, like she right. he's carrying her, like I don't know, like a, like an over the threshold thing, yeah. <laughs> like Frankenstein would carry the bride, you know. And he, and he misinterprets that as she's run off with John, and you know he tells uh, he tells Lawrence that, and like you could forget her and whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But and they, like I don't know, like I guess they 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 realized she was kidnapped at some point. Yeah, somehow that I, I, I can't it's even a very remember. Weird I can't even remember what happens. There. And then we see some really bad stock footage of like birds flying in the jungle that doesn't match the stock of yeah, everything else in the film. Bizarre. And then and then basically we get to they're going to rescue her right from uh, from the warlord. Like they, John's with the warlord, yeah. and so they have to go to the warlord's place and rescue her. And um, I don't remember how they find out about that. Oh, yes, I do. What am I talking about? At Lawrence's, because the bridge has been built, the 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 bodyguard shows up and she basically pretends like she's into uh, Hanks. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The bridge this is where we get the, the joke money. with the with yeah, that, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, yeah. Actually, that comes that actually comes a little later because I actually have that in my notes. Oh, but okay. it, like, but I oh, I think I just wanted to get there. There's a line. There's another really horrible racist line oh, where yeah. like he says like basically like he's becoming so American his eyes are getting round. Oh yeah. It's like oh my god, really? Did you really just say Tom that? Hanks, America's sweetheart. Please don't say that. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, Lucille comes with the money. And there's like she's kind of seducing, him, but she's obviously going to kill him. Yeah. And like, and Getty Watanabe can tell that, and, and he keeps Hank, trying to warn like, him, warn him, and and he like like he is like popping out of trap doors and everything. He ends up like tackling like Tom Hanks out of the way as she stabs her nails into the into the um, into the, the, bar. the bar, you know. And that's and when he realizes you really you were going to kill me. And then there's this incredibly odd scene that feels like it. Like I'm like. This does not belong in this movie. No, it's this so is something weird. from a like a Zucker and Abrams style oh, God, movie. So I'm not saying weird. it lands successfully, but no, all, it, it's, it's like a bad Zucker and Abrams movie, like Zucker. a later one. Yeah. But like, at what point? First is a really good gag where Tom Hanks is like threatening her, and he smashes a bottle on the bar, yeah. but it actually just breaks a chunk <laughs> of the bar off, which is very funny. Which is very funny. But then she says something, and it's so garbled. Like, he's like, what did you say? And, like, there's subtitles at the bottom of the screen. And Getty Watanabe looks it down and reads them and says, she says, you'll never get, like, she's at whatever, you know. She's with Chung Mi. Yeah. And he's like, how did you know that? And he says, I'm Oriental. Yeah. Which is so terrible. But then they both look down while she keeps talking. And, like, it's like they totally break the fourth. Like, it's like they, it's they, such they, a strange It's such an moment. odd gag because this movie has not been like that. Yeah. Like, not in that way. It's done a couple of dumb gags, like, and him driving to the map was kind of that, but, like, it's like, no, on it's... the whole, the movie is not the kind of movie where these jokes Jeez. should be made. It's so bad. So and it's... They, they find out that, <coughs> it's that... just like, it is, like, seriously, like, W2F moment. So, um... So they and, find... then and then they, there's, actually, there's a pretty good joke right at the end of that, where, like, after they know that, there's this long, awkward pause, because they know Beth is with, with Chung Mi and, uh, and John, and then there's this this moment they all just are standing there and there's a big long pause and then Ott says should one of us be saying let's go save her yeah. and they both and then there's a long pause again and it fades to black yeah. and uh and uh and uh they they do yeah they head over there they take a boat oh yeah they take a boat and and at one point like at one point, um, I can't remember how Tom Hanks picks him up, but like he's pushing him over the wall to go distract the guards yeah. by being like some sort of adorable. He says, boy. "Go ask him for a smoke or something." Yeah, you know, like he's like basically wants him to flirt with him. Yeah, flirt with him, you know. And and when he's helping over the hoisting over the wall, he says, "You're heavy for an Asian," which is which is a weird thing to say, especially considering there's like friggin' sumo wrestlers yeah. literally like in the like on screen less than thirty seconds before that moment. Um, and yeah, and, and like again, it goes back to that weird ass uh, homophobia thing. Like, yeah, you know. and the minute he asks them for a smoke, 
the, all three of them pull like packs, packs of, cigarettes of cigarettes from, from like, under their arm. It looked like they just had them hidden under their man boobs yeah. or something. It's like it's so, so weird. weird. It's such an odd moment. And they all come at him like they're interested. It's a very strange moment. And and Tom Hanks's character ends up in the palace. And, um, and started searching for her. Yeah. And one of my last notes I actually have before I stopped writing notes for some reason yeah. was they, they're wandering around and literally he comes around the corner and there's a leopard chained up there and oh, he yeah. goes, Wow and he goes, A leopard and then leaves it. It's that's, such an odd delivery. That it's such actually, an odd moment. That actually happens after he's found her, but but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, for, I, so in order before he finds her, this is when he finds out that John is actually in cahoots with uh, yeah. Chung Mi. Yeah, they're working together. He finds the plan. He finds. Well, no, he hears them. He, he hears. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he hears the plan, and then he the, finds her, and she's now totally high on. I assume they've got her on opium. Opium. You know, and she's dressed up in this like princess with like a tiara, this pink, pink yeah, outfit, and so weird. And she's like, oh, hi. yeah, and uh, and. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, like... He saves her. He saves her. There's this whole fight with John, and John is, like, way tougher than him, and, like, you know, he's, like, military trained, and, and like, they have this a killer. Weird... And he keeps chopping things, like, with a yeah. kung fu chop and, like, yeah. breaking everything. And then, uh, Denny Wanabi distracts him for a second, and Tom Hanks basically brains John with, like, a, you know, with, like, a pool table leg or yeah, something. so weird. And, and, they, and they go running, and then there's a gag about all the different, um, the sliding, uh, Oh, they're all, yeah, they're all running back and forth between like these the, those Japanese paper screen screens. doors and like so you can see the silhouette, but you can't see you who know. it is. And and uh, Chung Ming is on a Chung Ming, pardon me, is on a toilet at one yeah. point, and John walks in on him by mistake. Well, firstly, Lawrence walks in on him and is like, "Sorry, gotta go," yeah. you know, and he's like sitting on the toilet, like, "What? What's going on?" And then yeah, John walks in and says, "Oh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed," uh, you know, whatever. And they end up like jumping out of the uh, a window into the water into, into the river. And like and escaping that way, um, and that's that, that's it. They escape. Yeah, they escape. They escape. And like for some reason, even though he throw he throws an incredibly like like messed up out of her gourd on opium, uh, Beth into like like down twenty feet into the water, and she doesn't drown somehow. Yeah, somehow, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, they all they all get back to the village, and that's when they were like they they're discussing like what do they need to do here because like everyone's going to be coming for the bridge, and like they're like oh my god we have to destroy it. Yeah, and and this is when John Candy basically like like John Candy is still a communist. He's guarding the bridge. He's yeah. like, you can't destroy my bridge. Yeah. And like they're like, what's wrong with me? And he starts ranting about communism. And they're yeah. like, what? You've been brainwashed. And like they're slap. They slap. They capture him and like they, they tie him up. And like there's a scene where they keep slapping him. And every time they slap him one direction, he's like. Uh, like ranting about Mao and communism, and they slap him the other way, and he's like an all American boy. Yeah, you know, and you know, like they somehow get him back to all American. Yeah, they slap him enough that he like completely snaps. He's like, they, 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 they just kept talking to me and talking to me until I came in, yeah. or whatever, you know. And and uh, you know, like he, like he, he finally's on board. And now he's like, deal. yeah, we've got to destroy this bridge. And they yeah. go to the people and they're like, we're sorry to tell you this. I don't know how to tell you this. And he's and and uh, and Aunt is translating that we have to blow this bridge up. And everyone's like, really, like. They're cheering, okay. yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like, oh, they hated the bridge. Yeah, they You know, they never wanted the bridge in the first place. Yeah. And so they're going to go blow this huge bridge back up, a la the end of the bridge on the River right. Kwai. Um, and we get to the climax, and essentially, like, they're wire- they they learn that, like, they have enough dynamite that they can blow the bridge up if they, like, like because they've got uh, the engineer now, yeah. if they blow up these certain central points, yep. they've got just enough dynamite to do it. And so they're, they're, they're very quickly trying to wire the bridge to blow up, before uh, 
the everyone's coming and basically they see everyone start to come as the bridge is like right. So you've got Chungmi coming, you've got yeah, the you've communists got, coming, you've got the communists coming. The communists are singing the University of uh, of Washington fight song. Yes, because like that they, they learned it from. Uh, you know, from John, from Candy. John he, Candy, and he's like incredibly embarrassed by that fact. Yeah. Um, and they go, and they're gonna, they're gonna, like, he, they go to like stick the plunger down to blow up the bridge, and nothing happens because, like, when they were doing it, he was out of tape, and he couldn't tape that last bit on. Right. He just had to tie it, and it had come loose. Right. And you know, and basically, heroically, Tom Hanks goes to the bridge. He climbs across. His stunt man climbs across, across the yeah. rope. Um, it, oh my! It's such an obvious stunt man. It's ridiculous. He gets there, and he's looking for where where the where. It, broke off and he's trying to find it and, and that's when john shows up yeah john shows up and he and, and john's basically like 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 gonna kill him yeah. on the, like on the bridge with mike with and, mike with mike and uh tom hanks realizes like he gets it tied just in time like and he realizes what he needs to do and he basically just he basically knocks uh john into the river and then jumps and in jumps after. in after him and then they the moment he gets off the bridge that's they, yells hit it and, and they blow it up, up and they and the whole bridge is blown up and like you, just the suspension ropes it's all that's left the bridge itself clatters down and i don't know how this causes there's no way they didn't survive there's no way they survived well this. for one thing there's no way tom hanks survives yeah. this there's no way john survives this uh but then but they do but then somehow everyone just turns around and goes back yeah it's because all of a sudden now he's writing a letter to his father and he's saying, you know, father, I, I, you know, you, you were right. This made a man out of me. I now know. And he's ne- he still doesn't drop that stupid accent. That's so bad. And uh, basically, he and Beth are there, and he's opened up a casino. <laughs> he's like living, living his in life Thailand. in Thailand. And like, like, there's no way that not one of these three groups is gonna not like. Like murder everyone in this village. It's so weird. Like, like literally everyone in this village. They're just is going like, to well, don't have our bridge. See a peace yeah, out. Yeah, everyone like, gives up, and that's, and that's the end of the movie. Is them happily making a casino in in the middle of uh, Thailand. Like it would have made sense to me. This would have made sense to me if both of the the vehicles had ended up on the bridge, Even and they blown them up. Even then. There, like, there's all these different, like, it's just, it's like, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, it it's absurd. absolutely absurd. There, there's no way that this does not end with basically, like, the only way they don't, like, that they survive is if literally everyone involved then kills them, kills each other to, like, to get the right to kill this village. Right. Like, this village should be, is going to be bombed off the face of well, the earth by the U.S. Saying. government. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it is going to be just eradicated no by this warlord. The Chinese are going to destroy it. Like, there is, everyone's going to destroy this village. They are, they've made powerful, powerful enemies. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, it is absolutely absurd, but it ends, you know, basically with everyone all celebrating. And uh, that's... All right, so... Uh, uh, and the last line in the book, like, oh, yeah. the, the last line in his letter to his father kind of implies... That he's going to be selling opium because they're talking about like you know, like all and the you op- see all, all the opium all the poppies and everything like it's kind of implied he's going to become a drug lord mm-hmm. I like and a, like as well as running a casino I'm not really sure. Um, so John, so, was this movie worth watching? I am actually torn here because I don't think it's a very it's a not good movie. There are parts of it that are egregiously bad. Oh my god! But I I. I think it's worth watching for me, but I would not recommend anyone else. Like, yeah. I, if that makes sense. Like, I'm glad I saw it. Like, I really am glad I saw it. It's definitely, like, it's 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 got such a stupid joie de vivre about it. Like, it should not. Like, it's a movie that I, like, again, I can see how this movie spent six years getting made. Right. I can see, you know, like. I'm sure this got mangled a bunch of times. It's got, like I feel like there's like again I think there's a good movie that could be made about this. 
Like, a very good movie could be made about something like this. But this isn't that movie. Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, uh, the scene where she really wants a Coke, and that's oh, the thing yeah. that I, we forgot to make. She's really charmed. Like, she does. She turns down all his offers for the various boozes that he has in the bar. And then he mentions a Coke, and, like, she's like, you have Coke? You know, like, well, not you have Coke. That's that's clueless. But she's like, an actual Coca-Cola, you know? Yeah. Like, he's like, and he, like, he lists, like, all these different soda, like, fountain flavors of Coke that she could I mean, he's like, I just want a plain Coke. And she drinks it with joy. Yeah, they're such and, a lovely And manager. apparently, like, a lot of people complained about that being such blatant product placement. But the script, the screenwriter claimed that was actually, because, like, Coke was actually owned, like, the company that made Coke was actually, uh, like, connected with TriStar in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't know who owned who at that time. But apparently, that was in the original script when, when, when the movie was going to be made by MGM, who had no affiliation with Coke oh, at all. And the screenwriter was very angry at that, at that accusation. You know, which I thought was a little bit strange, yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, but I think it's a, it's 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 definitely like it's there's some random very funny moments. I kind of described them all already, but like if you want to see them, that like uh, great. But I would not recommend it. It's not like I wouldn't recommend it for anyone else. But I'm glad I saw it, and I think it's because I'm broken inside. Yeah. Um, um, so Allie, yeah, was this worth watching for you? Um, you know, I have a real soft spot for Hanks and Candy, probably because truly... I smell Hanks and Candy. Stop (laughs) it. Um, Probably because Splash is one of my favorite 80s movies ever. Um, And I think... We probably won't be doing Splash, by the way. We've got such a backlog of movies we've both seen. I know. (laughs) So sorry. Uh, But, and I think because of that, and it's also too good of a movie kind of for this podcast. Yeah, like, I mean, well, no, I mean, it's flawed. I'm willing to bet we can take it apart. I don't know. I don't know that if I watched it, like, with modern eyes, I don't know how, like, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I I have, I I have such a... Remember, um, remember what you learned about 16 Candles. No, it's true. So I have such a, like, an affinity, I just, I, and I just love Tom Hanks just in general. There's very yeah. little that he does oh, yeah. that I don't like. And again, I like eight, late 80s Tom Hanks Yeah, movies. I mean, me too. Like, they're so, bad, but I like them. There were some <laughs> things about this movie that I did not like. There's some such blatant, like, yeah. you know, yeah. It's but, racism but, and just generalized Orientalism. I'll put it this way. It's, I wouldn't recommend somebody watch this movie, but if you happen to be in a room where the movie was on, I don't think it's the most like horrible thing that would happen to your life. But I wouldn't be like, go out, go to your local yeah. library, don't go seek find it out. this movie. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't don't do seek that. It out. I wouldn't seek it out. But I'm glad I saw. I'll like I said, like that. I said, there are better Tom Hanks movies. There are better John Candy movies. Right. And there's even a better Tom Hanks and John Candy, Candy movie. movie. Yeah, there's definitely better options. Again, I'm I. It, the, there were like five really funny moments in there that felt like they were not part of this movie. And the joke I was making earlier is if you cobbled those together, you'd have like a great five minute short. Right. It would have been hilarious and made no <laughs> but sense. Unfortunately, yeah, it would have made no sense because <laughs> there'd be no connective tissue between those. But moments. but other than and, and and genuinely, where I laughed out loud, there were definitely moments where mm-hmm. I laughed out loud in this movie. So that part of it keeps it in the frame of I found it yeah. entertaining and worth you know. Yeah, the I, feel like, right. I feel like I feel like. I feel like it, it's like it's like a four or five out of ten. It's just yeah, not good enough to recommend. Not good enough to recommend. You know, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but yeah. Anyway, um, I guess uh, before we go, mm-hmm. I just wanted to uh, send out a congratulations uh, ah. to a longtime uh, fan and friend of the podcast, uh, Daniel Butler. Uh, yes. That darn skull, um, formerly 
Dis for Dracula. D is for Dracula. And Jazz Dracula. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Oh my god, that's right. But uh, you know, his his Twitter name has been has been that darn skull that darn for a skull, while. Yes. And uh, he has just finished as of today is New Year's Eve of 2017. He spent all year drawing skulls. Yeah, a skull a day uh, for 365 days. Uh, he finished his last one today. This is a very fun little uh, art project he's done. Uh, you should check him out. Check him out on Twitter. It's got he's got all of them up. So in a cool. big long thread, a lot of a lot of really clever stuff. I I am not kidding, and I've told him this before. If he could find a way to actually publish that as like a, a as like a little book, I would definitely buy it because I, I it it's really cool. Uh, he's a great that's artist, awesome, um, and uh, just just good work. And uh, I guess um, that's about it. I don't think we got anything else to say. Um, sorry, this year sucks so much. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have been that much better if we'd been more made more episodes. I don't think we could have really saved the world that way. Oh no, God, I wish. But we um, let let let's hear it for next year being yeah, better. Um, we maybe. didn't we didn't actually lose any Star Wars uh, actors this year. Thank God. But um, but if you are feeling nostalgic uh, for our sweet princess, um, you can go. We did do last year. Uh, right Postcards from the Edge, Postcards which she's edge. not actually in. But uh, no, but she wrote it. Right, and, and we did the Burbs, which she, which she was actually. Yes, in. we did. Uh, uh, however, um, because that was a special episode, because it was, it was actually made in the nineties. Nineteen ninety to be precise. Yeah, it, we, we it broke our rules in the eighties. We but, broke our rules. Yeah, but we did it as a special it, because, for, yeah. for, for my, my sweet princess. Yes, um, so um, you can go back and listen to that one. Yes, she uh, always... She's always she side will, Owl reference, because I just rewatched The Force be, Awakens. She will always be my first hero. Mm, my first crush. Uh-huh. Um, you have a type. I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're a hot... Tell whether them, whether tell it's them. a galactic princess or a Jewish-American princess, I have a type. Oh! oh dunked on you. Oh. <laughs> that, I don't know that I'll be kissing you for New Year's Eve, my uh, friend. You won't even be awake. It's probably true. Um, right, so anyway, so tell, them uh, to can, find, we, tell them how you can find us. Well, uh, we we finally paid off our uh, our hosting <laughs> fees, so we have we still have matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can contact us by email if anyone ever decides to use email again yes. at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Um, and can, seriously, obviously, we take recommendations. So yeah, yeah we, well, actually, we don't usually. <laughs> That's not true. We do. We've taken. I yeah. We'll, we'll take them if we if we decide. If to. we especially if it's if you show up at our house with a copy of the movie. Well, and if it's something that neither of us have seen because there haven't been that many, it's usually like yeah, it's one usually, of us has seen it and the other yeah. one hasn't. A lot, a lot. Yeah. To be honest, a lot of the things y'all, y'all have recommended are, are movies that we probably won't be doing because we've both seen them, and that kind of defeats the premise of our podcast. You know, we will do ones that both of us have seen. But it's only it's only every five episodes, yeah. so we've, and we have a lot. We've already got a lot, lot that we both seen that we, we want to do. Yeah, and we tend those those tend to either be like important to both of us for some reason or other, or obscure, yes. or or Revenge of the Nerds because we hate ourselves. Yes. Um, but anyway, you can. We also have a Twitter presence. Yes. At M M I S podcast. Hey, I got it right this time. You did. Um, uh, you can also. Follow us individually. Allie is at A-L-I underscore Goodman. And I am at Hitler Puncher. And yeah, you can you can see Allie's got her beautiful headshot. And I have a picture of me wearing a Chewbacca hoodie photoshopped into the bushes that Homer Simpson walks through. So you can see the kind of people we are just by that. And that's about it. Do you have anything else to add? I pretty much think that we've, uh, right, we've wrapped great. it up. So um, thank you for 2017. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the ass when you leave. And welcome You're talking in. to the year, not the, not the people. No, 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 to the year of 2017. Because, okay. I mean, 
I mean, it's good advice to not get hit in the ass by a door <laughs> this anyway. That's true. Uh, but let's welcome in 2018 with uh, some hope and joy. Yeah, it's going to be just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the best thing that happened in 2017, I think, were all of the really good superhero movies that we saw. Yeah. Uh, we, are we going to start out? Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were ending, but I guess we now are. we're doing a round table. No, we're not. The only thing that, was, I, that you noted that I thought was great was even though Rogue One did come out in December, we didn't see it until January of, 20, of 2017. So this is the only year... I've ever had. Yeah, well, we watched two. We watched two Star Wars movies in the theater. The first movie of the year and, and the, the last, last movie, movie we saw of the in year the, in, in the theaters theater. was were new Star Wars movies to us. We also, we also, it's, it is the year that we also got to introduce our son to Star Wars. Yes. So that was really exciting. All right. So anyway, this is a match made in space. Signing off. Adios.